Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Thursday, June 16th, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, BTC is at $22,640.17, up 2.49%. At number two, Ethereum, $1,235.63, up 2.06%. Tether at number three, $0.99. Cents. At number four, USD coin, $1.00. BNB number five, $233.63, up 4.75%. At number six, Cardano, $0.53, cents, up 9.59%. Binance USD, $1.00. XRP at number eight, $0.34, cents, up 6.54%. Solana at number nine, $35.24, up 17.33%. And last but not least, number 10, Polkadot at number 10, $8.42, up 13.06%. So, before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much to all of my subscribers and my supporters. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. If you have any friends or family that are interested in unbiased news, catch them my way at Dave's Daily Crypto Take on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for correction. So today is extreme fear at seven. Yesterday was extreme fear at seven. Last week was extreme fear at 11. And last month was extreme fear at eight. The five articles today are Ethereum maximalist Mark Cuban says the crypto crash reminds him of Warren Buffett's advice. When the tide goes out, you get to see who is swimming naked. Article two is XRP Hinman speech. Stuart Alderodi's comments making sense of it all. Article number three cryptocurrency, what it is and how it works. Article four is Kevin O'Leary says the crypto market won't hit bottom until there's panic. We need someone to go to zero. And last but not least, the main topic today is three big reasons crypto is in trouble right now. All right, let's get into it, everyone. Article one, Ethereum maximalist Mark Cuban says the crypto crash reminds him of Warren Buffett's advice. When the tide goes out, you get to see who is swimming naked. So the cryptocurrency market is seeing a flash of failed and struggling products amid a rough downturn that has left investors fearful over what's to come. Looking ahead, billionaire Mark Cuban sees extinction. In stocks and crypto, you will see companies that were sustained by cheap, easy money, but didn't have valid business prospects will disappear. The Shark Tank investor and Dallas Mavericks owner told Fortune, like Warren Buffett says, when the tide goes out, you get to see who is swimming naked. After the Terra ecosystem collapsed with failed algorithm and others is that uh, stablecoin Terra USD and cryptocurrency Luna becoming nearly worthless, there has been a ripple effect throughout the space. This week alone, Celsius Network, one of the largest cryptocurrency lending platforms, halted withdrawals and sparked fear of bankruptcy. It has also been reported that prominent cryptocurrency fund Three Arrows Capital is facing possible insolvency after $400 million in liquidations. The value of the global cryptocurrency market dropped below $1 trillion as Bitcoin. The largest cryptocurrency by market value fell to $20,193 and Ether, the second largest, to $1,023. Despite the negative market sentiment, Cuban said he expects innovation to come out of the crypto market downturn as well. Disruptive applications and technology released during a bear market, whether stocks or crypto or any business, will always find a market and succeed, he told Fortune. He says that cryptocurrencies are related to NASDAQ, which has proved especially true in recent months. 
tech stocks and Bitcoin, for example, have moved in tandem lately, and correlation between the NASDAQ 100 and Bitcoin was recently near all-time highs. If rates go up, it will struggle till it's priced in, Cuban said. The exception, as with stocks, is for new game-changing applications. Cuban himself is an avid cryptocurrency investor and self-proclaimed Ethereum maximalist. He owns a few cryptocurrencies and non-fungible tokens and a fees and has invested in a few blockchain companies. So there you guys have it. Ethereum maximalist Mark Cuban says the crypto crash reminds him of Warren Buffett's advice. When the tide goes out, you get to see who is swimming naked. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay, article number two. XRP, Hinman's speech, Stuart Alderati's comments, making sense of it all. The SEC filed a lawsuit in December 2020 against San Francisco-based firm Ripple Labs. The fintech firm allegedly raised funds through the sale of digital assets known as XRP in unregistered securities. It's been more than two years, but a concrete outcome to this litigation seems far away. Furthermore, repetitive delays are making things worse for XRP holders who blame the SEC for the same. So why is it so murky here? Different executives at Ripple have blamed the SEC for deliberately muddling and mudding the regulatory waters for the crypto market. Ripple General Counsel Stuart Alderati asserted his views in a blog on 13th of June that highlighted the repercussions of the speech given by one of the agency's former officials. Four years since the infamous Hinman speech, and we're nowhere near closer on knowing how to classify digital assets in the US, keeping every crypto, including ETH, in regulatory limbo. I penned some thoughts for Fortune why enough is enough. William Hinman served as the director of corporate finance at the SEC. And in his now infamous 2018 speech, he declared that Ether, despite its well publicized ICO in 2014, had magically morphed from a security to a non security. Hinman justified his conclusion claiming BTC as centralized, decentralized, and thus not security. Likewise, ETH had become insufficiently decentralized over time. Ripple fought back, claiming that the then director of corporate uh, finance had categorized Ether and Bitcoin. Similarly, by association, XRP is a non-security due to being sufficiently decentralized. Nonetheless, the SEC countered the argument by claiming that the speech was the director's own personal views and not the official view of the regulator. Ergo, the SEC alleged that the XRP is a security. Quote, despite disclaimers that the speech was Hinman's personal opinion and not necessarily that of the commission, the market took Hinman's speech to heart, wrote Adorati. For Ripple, Hinman's speech affirmed the conclusion that XRP is a cryptocurrency that exists on an open, permissionless, decentralized blockchain ledger. Now, the ongoing litigation and this argument have been the most pivotal aspect of the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit, the renowned executive opined. By bringing enforcement actions or threats of potential enforcement, the SEC intends to bully, bulldoze, and bankrupt crypto innovation in the U.S., all in the name of impersonally expanding its own jurisdictional limits. The lawsuit remains a part of the SEC's assault on uh, crypto in the U.S. by treating every cryptocurrency as a security, like a hammer wanting everything to be a nail. The SEC is keeping everything murky so it can argue every crypto is security, the executive added. In the four years since him in speech that did nothing but added mud to the crypto waters, the U.S. still desperately needs clear rules related to the crypto road that embrace innovation while protecting consumers 
and the integrity of markets, not just Alderati, but even Brad Garlinghouse had censured the regulatory watchdogs on similar grounds. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? XRP, him in speech, Stuart Alderati's comments, making sense of it all. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay, article number three, cryptocurrency, what it is and how it works. Cryptocurrencies let you buy goods and services, use apps and games, or trade them for profit. Here's more about what the cryptocurrency is and how to protect yourself. So what is cryptocurrency? A cryptocurrency or crypto is a digital asset that can circulate without the need for a central monetary authority, such as a government or bank. Instead, cryptocurrencies are created using cryptographic techniques that enable people to buy, sell, or trade them securely. How does cryptocurrency work? Bitcoin and most other cryptocurrencies are supported by technology block known as blockchain, which maintains a tamper-resistant record of transactions and keeps track of who owns what. The creation of blockchains addressed a problem faced by previous efforts to create purely digital currencies preventing people from making copies of their holdings and attempting to spend it twice. Individual units of cryptocurrencies can be referred to as coins or tokens. Depending on how they are used, some are intended to be units of exchange for goods and services. Others are stores of value, and some can be used to participate in specific software programs such as games and financial products. So how are cryptocurrencies created? One common way why cryptocurrencies are created is through a process known as mining, which is used by Bitcoin. Mining can be an energy-intensive process which computers solve complex puzzles in order to verify the authenticity of transactions on the network. As a reward, the owners of these computers can receive newly created cryptocurrency. Other cryptocurrencies use different methods to create and distribute tokens, and many have a significantly lighter environmental impact. For most people, the easiest way to get cryptocurrency is to buy it, either from an exchange or another user. All right, here is a list of all the cryptocurrencies on display, and we want to see how to choose a cryptocurrency. It's important to remember that Bitcoin is different from cryptocurrency in general. While Bitcoin is the first and most valuable cryptocurrency, the market is large. Nearly 20,000 different cryptocurrencies are traded publicly. According to CoinMarketCap.com, a market research website, and cryptocurrencies continue to proliferate, the total value of cryptocurrencies on June 13, 2022 was about $970 million, having fallen substantially from an all-time high above $2.9 trillion late in 2021. While some of those and these have total market valuations in their hundreds of billions of dollars, others are obscure and essentially worthless. If you're thinking about getting into cryptocurrency, it can be helpful to start with one that is commonly traded and relatively well-established in the market, though that's no guarantee of success in such a volatile space. So are NFTs cryptocurrencies? NFTs or non-fungible tokens are digital assets that convey ownership of what could be considered an original copy of a digital file. They share uh, many similarities with cryptocurrencies and they can be bought and sold in many of the same marketplaces. However, NFTs are different from cryptocurrencies due to the unwieldy world in the name non-fungible. Cryptocurrencies are fungible, so any unit of a specific cryptocurrency is basically the same as any other. My one Bitcoin has the same value as your one Bitcoin. So the pros and cons of cryptocurrency. 
Cryptocurrency inspires passionate opinions across the spectrum of investors. Here are a few reasons that some people believe it is as transformational technology, while others worry it's a fad. One, cryptocurrency pros. Supporters see cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin as a currency of the future and are racing to buy them now, presumably before they become more valuable. Some supporters like the fact that cryptocurrency removes central banks from managing the money supply since the, over time, these banks tend to reduce the value of money via inflation. The communities in that have been undeserved by the traditional financial system. Some people see cryptocurrencies as a promising foothold. Pew Research Center data from 2021 found that Asian, Black, and Hispanic people are more likely than white adults to say they are, have invested in, traded, or used cryptocurrency. Other advocates like the blockchain technology behind cryptocurrencies because it's a decentralized processing and recording system and can be more secure than traditional payment systems. Some speculators like cryptocurrencies because they're going up in value and have no interest in the currency's long-term acceptance as a way to move money. Some cryptocurrencies offer their owners the opportunity to earn passive income through a process called staking. Crypto staking involves using your cryptocurrencies to help verify transactions on a blockchain protocol. Though staking has its risks, it can allow you to grow your crypto holdings without buying more. So what about the cons? Many cryptocurrency projects are untested and blockchain technology in general has yet to gain wide adoption. If the underlying idea behind cryptocurrency does not reach its potential, long-term investors may never see the returns they hoped for. For shorter-term crypto investors, there are other risks. Its prices tend to change rapidly, and while that means that many people have made money quickly by buying in at the right time, many others have lost money by doing so just before a crypto crash. Those wild shifts in value may also cut against the basic ideas behind the projects that cryptocurrencies were created to support. For example, people may be less likely to use Bitcoin as a payment system if they are not sure what it will be worth the next day. The environmental impact of Bitcoin and other projects that use similar mining protocols is significant. A comparison by the University of Cambridge, for instance, said worldwide, Bitcoin mining consumes more than twice as much power as all U.S. residential lighting. Some cryptocurrencies use different technology that demands less energy. Governments around the world have not yet fully reckoned with how to handle cryptocurrency. So regulatory changes and crackdowns have the potential to affect the market in unpredictable ways. So your decision, is cryptocurrency a good investment? Well, cryptocurrency is a relatively risky investment, no matter which way you slice it. Generally speaking, high-risk investments should make up a small part of your overall portfolio. One common guideline is no more than 10%. You may want to look and first shore up your retirement savings, pay off debt, or invest in less volatile funds made up of stocks and bonds. There are other ways to manage risk within your crypto portfolio, such as by diversifying the range of cryptocurrencies that you buy. Crypto assets may rise and fall at different rates and over different time periods, so by investing in several different products, you can insulate yourself to some degree from losses in one of your holdings. Perhaps the most important thing when investing in anything you do is do your homework. This is particularly important when it comes to cryptocurrencies, which are often linked to a specific technological product that is being developed or rolled out. 
When you buy a stock, it is linked to a company that is subject to a well-defined financial reporting requirements, which can give you a sense of its prospects. Cryptocurrencies, on the other hand, are more loosely regulated in the U.S., so discerning which projects are viable can be even more challenging. If you have a financial advisor who is familiar with cryptocurrency, it may be worth asking for input. For beginning investors, it can also be worthwhile to examine how widely a cryptocurrency is being used. Most reputable crypto projects have publicly available metrics showing data such as how many transactions are being carried out on their platforms. If you use a cryptocurrency is growing, they may be a sign that is establishing itself in the market. Cryptocurrencies also generally make white papers available to explain how they'll work and how they intend to distribute tokens. If you're looking to invest in less established crypto products, here are some additional questions to consider. Who's heading the project? An identifiable and well-known leader is a positive sign. Are the other major investors who are investing in it? Is it a good sign if other well-known investors want a piece of the cryptocurrency? Will you own a portion in the company or just currency or tokens? This distinction is important. Being a part owner means you get to participate in its earnings. You're an owner, while buying tokens simply means you're entitled to use them like chips in a casino. Is the currency already developed or is the company looking to raise money to develop it? The further along the product, the less risky it is. And it can look a lot of work to comb through a prospectus. The more detail it has, the better your chances it's legitimate. But even legitimacy doesn't even mean currency will succeed. That's an entirely separate question, and that requires a lot of market savvy. Be sure to consider how to protect yourself from fraudsters who see cryptocurrencies as an opportunity to build investors. Cryptocurrency legal and tax issues. There's no question that cryptocurrencies are legal in the US, though China has essentially banned their use and ultimately whether they're legal depends on each individual country. The question of whether cryptocurrencies are legally allowed, however, is only one part of the legal question. Other things to consider include how crypto is taxed and what you can buy with cryptocurrency. Legal tender. You might call them cryptocurrencies, but they differ from traditional currencies in one important way. There's no requirement in most places that they may be accepted as legal tender. The U.S. dollar, by contrast, must be accepted for all debts, public and private. Countries around the world are taking various approaches to cryptocurrencies. El Salvador in 2021 became the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Meanwhile, China is developing its own digital currency. For now, in the U.S., what you can buy with cryptocurrency depends on the preferences of the seller crypto taxes. Again, the term currency is a bit of a red herring when it comes to taxes in the U.S. Cryptocurrencies are taxed as property rather than currency. That means that when you sell them, you'll pay tax on the capital gains or the difference between the price of the purchase and sale. And if you're giving crypto as a payment or as a reward for an activity such as mining, you'll be taxed on the value at the time you received them. So there you guys have it. Nitty gritty cryptocurrency what it is and how it works comment down below and let me know what you guys think all right before we get into round two of the articles just want to say thank you so much to everyone that's been messaging me i'm truly grateful and appreciative of everyone that's been listening to dave's daily crypto take and watching the youtube videos again i'm on spotify apple and google podcasts if you have friends or family that want in just send them my way and hopefully we can grow this channel more and more. 
All right, let's keep on going. Article number four. Kevin O'Leary says the crypto market won't hit bottom until there's panic. We need someone to go to zero. So three points. Kevin O'Leary said the cryptocurrency market won't hit a bottom until there is a panic event. In the crypto world, we need someone to go to zero, he told Coindesk. And last, the Shark Tank star's comments come as cryptos continue to edge lower Wednesday. So Kevin O'Leary said the cryptocurrency market, which has already seen its value crumble below $1 trillion from a high of $3 trillion, won't hit a bottom until there is panic. In the crypto world, we need someone to go to zero. Such panic events define bottoms that signal market capitulation, clearing the way for recovery to begin the shark tank star added. He also pointed out that USDC stablecoin was weathered crypto's recent wild ride, helped by the cash and short-term treasury assets behind it. The market is really receptive to something stable as a payment system, he said. O'Leary's comments come as Bitcoin, the largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization, has lost 29% over the past week, according to data from CoinMarketCap. On Wednesday, Bitcoin tested the $20,000 price level, falling from a high of $69,000 reached last fall. The crypto route has extended to other crypto uh, heavyweights, with Ethereum slipping 38% over the past seven days, while Solana slid 26% over the same time period. And the market sell-off isn't showing any signs of abating, as Wall Street investors continue to continue with persistently high inflation that has yet to slow despite the Federal Reserve's rate hikes. The Fed is expected to raise rates further on Wednesday, with Wall Street seeing 50 to 75 basis points. So there you guys have it. Kevin O'Leary says the crypto market won't hit bottom until there's panic. We need someone to go to zero. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. Last but not least, the main topic today. Three big reasons crypto is in trouble right now. And one reason it might still hold on for dear life. If you've detected some digital tears amid the sea of ape and punk avatars on Twitter, it's because not for the first time this year, cryptocurrencies are experiencing a major nosedive. Bitcoin briefly dropped below $20,000 Wednesday morning for the first time since December 2020. And other popular cryptocurrencies like Ethereum have also plunged to their lowest levels in years. Binance, the world's biggest crypto exchange, had to halt Bitcoin withdrawals on its platform for a few hours on Tuesday. And $1 billion worth of currency was liquidated from the market over a 24-hour period. Overall, crypto has lost two-thirds of its market share since November peak. So why is it happening now? Well, the cryptoverse is in part reacting to the same factors that have walloped it, along with the normie stock market all year. The rising interest rates, the loss of investor confidence, inflation. But right now, some individual crypto companies, exchanges, and currencies appear to be coming undone. And the interconnected nature of the crypto market means that an issue in one part of the ecosystem will ripple through the entire space. Is a bubble inflated first by faith and then by VC dollars finally bursting? Or has the crypto grown to such a robust size that this turbulence will all pass? Let's take a look at the key factors behind this month's crypto chaos and why the sector might get through it. One, Celsius Network. The week's crypto palpitations began on Sunday when Celsius Network, the most popular lender in crypto space, announced it was pausing all withdrawals, swaps, and transfers between accounts, citing extreme market conditions. Celsius is a kind of experimental bank that had attracted nearly 2 million users because of the jaw-dropping returns it offered. 
Basically, you stash your Bitcoin, Ethereum, or sell in the house currency with Celsius. It loans out those coins and it pays you handsomely in return with yields as high as 18.6% for stable coins like Tether. While Celsius operations had attracted scrutiny from New Jersey and federal regulators, its business wasn't hurt too badly until this year's crypto tumbles, which fueled a 50% drop in the worth of its total assets throughout 2022. Thanks to massive under withdrawals, by this month, Celsius couldn't pay its interest to users, and it halted all withdrawals. On Sunday, sales value from $0.48 cents to $0.16 cents coin has widely zigzagged in price since then. Going into Monday, the freezing of a large number of popular currencies on Celsius network meant that users could no longer access their investments, effectively cutting off a large supply of tokens from the market altogether. One crypto entrepreneur told Yahoo Finance that Celsius was risky insolvency. Should, should that happen, according to the network's term of use, virtual coins stored or loaned on a platform may not be recoverable. That would wipe out billions of dollars worth of crypto. To avoid this, Nexo, a separate crypto exchange, formally offered to acquire Celsius assets. Celsius is not the first crypto exchange to have offered highly, insanely high yields to customers, only to buckle when it couldn't meet those obligations. There's a reason traditional banks don't offer such lofty yield percentages. Two, stablecoins. Again, the Celsius debacle has something to do with stablecoins. A major factor in last month's crypto belly flop, the network has plenty of financial ties to Tether, a core asset that helps prop up the crypto economy. Tether is a stablecoin, meaning each of its coins is pegged to the US dollar. In a mechanism intended to provide some stability to a volatile market, it's also the most widely used stablecoin. Here's a good explainer from Ben McKenzie and Jacob Silverman on Tether's uh, centrality to the crypto space, the opaqueness of some of its holdings, and why, if it were to collapse, it could take a big chunk of the crypto market with it. Stablecoins, it turns out, are a bit of a misnomer. Last month's crypto fall kickstarted when a different stablecoin known as Terra plummeted from its peg to the US dollar, spooking the rest of the market. Tether, which unlike Terra, is supposed to be backed with actual assets, hasn't depegged so dramatically, but it does fluctuate. It dipped during May's crypto crash, staying under $1 for weeks. The price has recovered by this weekend before Celsius struggles came to light, tipping it down to $0.99 cents once again. One point of uh, stablecoins is that people use them to trade other cryptocurrencies because that's more efficient than converting digital money into fiat. So you really do want Tether's value to be stable. Otherwise, the value of currencies backed by Tether coins could also drop severely and crypto players could more generally lose trust in the system. Thing is, Tether, which is perfectly stable, which was tied up in Celsius, which apparently is not. Last year, Celsius co-founder told Bloomberg he'd take loans from Tether Limited, the entity behind the coin, equating to 1 billion Tether coins to back his platform. In 2020, Celsius had held a crowdfunding drive for which half the money raised from came from Tether, but on Wednesday, Tether announced it had liquidated its share in Celsius with no effect on its own value and insisted that it reverses hold strong. Okay. In the meantime, yet another stablecoin, USDD, which has launched just last month in the midst of the May crash, also lost its dollar peg on Monday and hasn't yet recovered its price. It's worth noting that the other stablecoins that had collapsed this year are different from Tether in significant ways. 
They're nowhere near as widely used as Tether, and they're also algorithmic, meaning they use automated trades to ensure their supply holds steady with the dollar's value. Maybe the though shouldn't be called stable coins then. And last, number three, layoffs. Digital assets are suffering right now, but are so real people. Coinbase, the US-based biggest crypto exchange, saw a 10% drop in share value and announced on Tuesday that it was laying off 18% of its workforce, about 1,100 employees. The trade exchange Crypto.com and lending platform BlockFi also planned for layoffs. All this just weeks after Gemini, the crypto platform founded by the Winklevoss twins, cut 10% of its staff. And a Latin American exchange, Bitso, laid off 80 employees. Observers attribute these job losses to a general slowdown in crypto trades over the year, alongside the fact that many crypto companies like Coinbase are now also traded on the suffering stock market, and that company had already been hit hard by last month's crypto crash. Around when it reported a quarterly loss of $430 million, announced it had lost a fifth of its users and warned it was facing possible bankruptcy. Crypto startups have been rapidly growing in number and value over the past few years, with many tech workers and executives flocking to the space. We can probably say that boom is over. So should you buy the dip? Despite the bedlam, some crypto executives, experts, and observers predict a long-term improvement for the market and are even, yes, encouraging users to buy Bitcoin and other currencies now. One researcher noted to CNN that crypto bear markets in the past have seemed drastic and yet the currencies have always rebounded. For example, from the 2017-18, Bitcoin plummeted to $3,200, although it's well recovered from. The financial research firm FSI Insight likewise stated in a report that Celsius struggles could provide lessons for future investors like to be wary of exchanges with too-good-to-be-true yields. Another investor told Coindesk that the market will only really be in trouble when a major currency bottoms out to zero, which hasn't yet happened. Where they have fallen in somewhere closer to Earth, we'll see if they ever reach the moon. So there you guys have it. Three big reasons crypto is in trouble right now, and one reason it might still hold on for dear life. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, let's take a look at the prices one last time before we head out. Number one, BTC, $22,640. Ethereum at $1,235. Tether, $0.99. Cents. USD coin, $1. BNB, $233. Cardano at $0.53. Cents. Binance USD, $1. XRP, $0.34. Cents. Solana, $35. And last but not least, Polkadot at $8.42. All right. Thank you so much for making it this far into Dave's Daily Crypto Take podcast and YouTube video. Again, catch me at Dave's Daily Crypto Take, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, and in the YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. On that, I hope everyone has a lovely crypto day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.